Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome to another podcast of Loving the Christ Life. We appreciate you being with us each week, and we hope these messages are life-changing for you. They certainly have been for me over the years as I've learned this in Christ message. Nobody's better to teach it than Warren Litzman. He left us back in December, but thankfully, he left behind hundreds of hours of these wonderful in Christ messages. Today, we go back into the archives with Warren, and we are in the book of Ephesians. Here's Warren. Greetings, dear friends. Here I am again to talk to you about your life, your new life, your blessed life, the life of Christ in you. This is the most explosive and wonderful truth that could be in the universe. That day when God revealed to the Apostle Paul that Christ lived in him in Galatians 1, it was the most momentous word that God had ever put on this earth, especially to human beings. Christ lived in Paul. Paul said, the life I now live is Christ. Christ liveth in me. Oh, how those words penetrate. So many things in the Bible I'd love to talk about. But I can't do it. My calling is to talk to you especially about this new life in Christ. It's not something you get at church. It's not something that you get from preachers. It's not something you get from somebody's book. It's something you get only by revelation of the Christ who lives in you. Revelation knowledge. Paul said, I'm praying for you that you'll have the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord. The knowledge of Christ. That's what I'm talking to you about. I'm talking to you about that Christ that lives in you. That's if you've been born again. You must be born again. Jesus said that to Nicodemus. You must be born again or you can't see or enter the things of God. And so I basically am talking to born again people. However, we have people who give their hearts to the Lord once they hear this message. And, and you know, a, a wonderful thing happens in the Christ life when men, old hard-nosed, hard-brained men, when they hear this gospel, you'll be surprised how many of them are immediately triggered. That sounds right to me. That sounds right to me. It isn't your church life. It isn't your Baptist, Methodist, or Pentecostal life. The life that you now live is in the Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. I've got to get that across to you. It's the Son you must have in you. That's the most often stated, often made statement in the New Testament. 146 times Paul makes that statement in his short epistles. It's made another number of times by other writers. Christ in you. You in Christ. That's what the Christian life is. The Christian life isn't going to church, being faithful in tithes and offerings, being faithful to pray, being faithful to study the Word. No, sir. The Christian life is first and foremost knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing who you are. Uh, you know by me, my name is Litzman. 
And so I have a German background. But I got to tell you about that. The moment I accepted Christ as my Savior, and I didn't know it at that time. I didn't know this the moment I got saved. I was a teenager and I got saved. But the moment I accepted Jesus as my Savior, he cut the word German off. He cut out all the customs and ideas concerning German. And he offered me a whole new life, mastered, controlled, and honored by Jesus Christ, whom he placed in me the moment I got saved. Because even though I didn't know it, he put God put his seed, his incorruptible seed, in me, and that seed was Jesus. So I was destined to have all of the wonderful things that work out of that seed take place in my life. Well, I was many years later before I ever came to that. In fact, I think our generation, for the first time in the last few years, has begun to open up to this truth. I hear various preachers getting right up next to the truth. They may not say all of it, but they're getting next to it. The Spirit is leading them. Thank God for that. Because this is the final gospel. This is the final gospel that's in the Bible. No other gospel works. No other gospel is for us today. The gospel for us today is this gospel of grace and this gospel that comes by Christ alive in human beings. So, when I got saved, I didn't know any of this. I had no concept of what had happened. I just knew that I, I, I wasn't going to go to hell. They told me I wouldn't go to hell if I accepted Jesus. And I didn't want to go to hell. I didn't know what hell was really, but I didn't want to go there. I accepted Jesus. And several years later, many years later, the Lord saw fit to change my course. And I began to study the scriptures in a new and different way. And it opened up to me, oh, he never intended to change my life. <coughs> he never intended to change my life. His intention was to put another life in me. He had spent 4,000 years in the Old Testament trying to change lives. And finally, through the one nation of Israel whom he had chosen to be his people that he would work through, the last 400 years in the scriptures, they were miserably worshiping idols. Not God at all, but worshiping idols. After having over 4,000 years of teaching and training, they had missed the whole thing. And when Jesus died on the cross, Israel still missed it. He sent the Messiah, and they missed him. Well, I begin to see that when Paul became the great apostle to the Gentiles, that there was a reason. He loved Israel and wanted to see Israel saved above all things. But he brought a message to the Gentiles that was different. Not connected with any other message God had ever given humanity in the Bible. Write that down, preacher friends. Those of you who teach there's just one message in the Bible, you're wrong. You're miserably wrong and you denied people the final gospel. You denied them this life in Christ, which was God's intention before the world was created. Ephesians 1 and 4. You've denied that to people, so write it down. Get it fixed in your mind once and for all that you're listening to a preacher now 
who cannot by any way, shape, or form tell you there's one gospel in this book. There isn't. There is one gospel that makes a difference, and that's the one that flows out of Calvary. That's the gospel that comes by the cross. Well, I didn't mean to get hung up on that, but I, I get really stirred up at times over some of these things. We'll rejoin Warren in just a moment. Hope you're enjoying today's message. It's very powerful. Thank you again for being with us on our weekly podcast. This podcast is presented by the Christ Life Fellowship. Please take a moment and go to the website. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's www.christ-life.com. Org. Look around, look at the materials that are up there, read about the Christ Life Fellowship and Warren and Robbie Litzman and the wonderful ministry that they offer. Again, that address is www.christ-life.org. Now, let's get back to Warren. We're studying out of the second chapter of Ephesians, and this is where so much of the light that I needed to shine on my poor brain and to open up to me the message that God had for these last days, the message of Paul, the message just before the rapture. And you know the rapture, the wonderful thing. I study books. I always, maybe not always, but most of the time when somebody writes a new book on the end time, they'll send me a copy of it. Publishing houses do that because I've published a lot of books. I don't know why, but I get books from people, from preachers who write books. They send me a copy of their book. I appreciate it. I love them for even thinking about me. But listen, I don't receive any books that do not have these two great fallacies in it. One of them is that what's happening today is a part of the old-time gospel. It is not. It is not. This is a gospel that goes fresh out of the cross, made especially for Gentiles. And the other thing is, this is the gospel that created Christianity. Without this final gospel of Paul, there is no Christianity. There is no Christianity. It's just a name. I won't let Christianity become a name because it's the name by which Christ intended by his death that we come to live. Christianity, Christ I amers. That's what it is. I am a Christ person. I'm a person that's been saved by Christ. Not denomination, not church. They're okay in their place. But I am a Christ person. So are you if you've been born again. And I'm here to tell you about it and to talk about it. Well, I want to get to the 14th chapter, we didn't get it finished in our last broadcast. It's a, it's a verse that says in Ephesians 2 and 14, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. What was one of the notable things that happened at the cross? God tore down all his restrictions he had placed on human beings to be better people. He will never again give doctrine to that end, this side of the rapture. Because the rapture is the finalization of those who have had the middle wall broken down. What was the middle wall? It constitutes one of the greatest sadnesses I see happening in our world today. It is people returning to messianic worship. 
It is people returning to Old Testament covenants. It is people going back to the tabernacle in the wilderness. These people are enemies of the cross. Please jot that down, preacher, that these people are enemies of the cross. They cannot combine the cross with any of that. It doesn't work. At the cross, a whole new life was given. A whole new world was created for human beings. And Christ became God's answer to straightening out a wicked world, a wicked, godly world. Israel was always God in, in, inclined, but Israel never made a godly world. And God's intention was to that end. And today His intention is that Christians will make a difference in this world. Christians will make that difference. And there are many who do that. Thank God for them. But I want to deal with that last verse for just a last line in that 14th verse where it says he's broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There is nothing in this Bible you are obligated to trust and believe in except that final gospel that Paul gave in his epistles. That doesn't mean that they are the only thing in the Bible. They are the first thing you ought to know. The first thing you ought to know is that the Apostle Paul was given the final gospel by Jesus Christ himself. Came by revelations. And if we don't know that gospel, if the Holy Spirit is not teaching us that gospel, we're missing it. I marvel that smart men can be so ignorant to go back into the Old Testament and deal with people who didn't have Christ in them. Writers of the Old Testament who somehow knew a little bit about God, but not much, and break it open again and again and again preaching. I, had, I listened to a preacher not long ago had been preaching on Nehemiah for months. His subject was Nehemiah. He could draw everything he needed out of Nehemiah, but he couldn't get life. He couldn't get salvation. He couldn't get the cross. He got everything but that. And that's the way most Christian people are being raised today. You need the final gospel and then the other ideas in the scripture can bless you. For all scripture is inspired by God. Listen to me now. You know Paul's epistles first off. That's what you need to know first. And then you can go to the four gospels and learn something there. And then the four Gospels explain the Old Testament. You can learn something from the Old Testament. But all that's historical. None of that has life in it. The life is in the Son. I can't stop making that statement. The life is in the Son. And the Son was not manifested until the babe in Bethlehem, until he died on that cross. That's the manifestation of the Son. Somebody's always asked me, do you believe in the manifestation of the sons of God? I said, I sure do. Everyone that's born again is a manifestation of the Son of God, of the Son of God, because He's birthed in them, He lives in them, He's been joined to them, He is their peace, He is their life. And that's the end of my time for today. Thank you for tuning in. Be in tomorrow and we'll talk about a little bit more of this. I want God to reach you. I pray for you that God will touch you and that he'll become real and significant to you. 
and that his word will open up to you. I'll be back tomorrow. God love you. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed our journey into the book of Ephesians today with Warren Litzman. Thank you for being with us. Tell your friends about us. Our podcast is available on most major podcast directories, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Also, if God is leading you to lead others, you can start your very own Christ Life Home Fellowship Group. All you have to do is go to the Christ Life Library on Grace dash media.net and it will have everything you need to equip you to start your own home fellowship group it's really a wonderful thing thank you for being with us i'm brad wilson loving the christ life